0: Hello, everyone. My name is Josh, and I'd like to welcome you to the Walk in the Light podcast. May God bless you all. So today, I want to do a short uh, update for everyone, followed by what I hope to be a quick gospel summary. So that uh, so to update, these are going to be increasingly more difficult to videos to pop up and and um, episodes to pop up for the next at least few weeks uh, or so as I'm getting married soon, and plan on moving with my soon-to-be wife after the wedding. This has me doing a lot over the next few weeks, but I'll try to push out some of these videos and um, episodes uh, whenever I get time. Um, Today, I want to do something simple um, and do a gospel summary. Yes, uh, Mark and I have done a gospel episode before, and we are very satisfied with it. However, with the restraints um, I'm having right now and uh, the gospel being so important, um, I thought it was a good time to do a quick gospel summary with some verses that bring it all together. These are not all the verses uh, there are uh, that support the gospel within the Bible, but I'm going to cram a bunch in here. And maybe you guys and girls can leave some comments on some of your personal favorites um, that are either listed here or maybe some that I may have missed that you enjoy um, yourself. But before we get too far, let's uh, get in some prayer using Paul's prayer in Ephesians chapter 3. God, we ask that you would grant all of us according to the riches of your glory Uh, that you may grant us to be strengthened with the power through the Spirit in our inner being, so that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith, that we, being rooted and grounded in love, may have the strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that we may be filled with all the fullness of God, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us, to you be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. So what I want to do here today is break down the gospel into categories, which will cover aspects of the overall gospel for the for the summary I will give you at the end, which will have six, kind of six parts. Um, but first, I want to break down, and these, uh, these first few parts will have more than six, but it's just kind of uh, uh, breaking them down with verses, and then we'll go over in, into the overall summary. So, first, uh, God, the Father, the Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, are all in the beginning and our creator. The evidence evidence of this we have Genesis 1:1, 1, 1, Jude 5, John 1, 1 through 5, and verse 14. We have Luke 5, 21 through 25, and Isaiah 7, verse 14, which covers Emmanuel, which means God with us, and Genesis Chapter 1, verse 2. So first we have, um, in, in each of these, I'm going to cover like one or two verses. I'm not going to cover all the verses I listed. That would take way too much time. But um, the first one I want to use is uh, John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5 and verse 14. And it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So this is going to come in full circle here in a minute with verse 14, but it says In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. And we'll see in verse 14, it says, And the Word became flesh. So Jesus Christ, we know, has come in the flesh. He was fully God and fully man. And here, he's being connected to the Word. In the first part of this, we see the Word being described as God. So we have, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So if the word equals God and flesh, uh, the one that came in the flesh is the word, then the one that came in the flesh being Jesus is the word and the word is God. So Jesus is God. Um, <clears throat> the next thing I wanted to cover is all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The evidence for that we have our Romans three twenty three. Isaiah 53, verses 6, and Romans 5, verses 12 through 14. The verse I wanted to highlight here was Isaiah 53, verse 6, and it says, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him Sorry, the iniquity of us all. So here it's, you know, it covers this this idea that we have all gone astray. We have all turned, everyone, to his own way. But Christ came. And uh, the, all of our sins and iniquity have been laid on him. So number three, we have God initiates and empowers salvation. The verses I have for evidence of that are John 6, 1 Thessalonians 1, 5, Ephesians 2, 1 through 7, John chapter 6, uh, verse 65, and 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, verses 30 through 31. I had two I wanted to kind of highlight here. Uh, One being John 6, 44, which says, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him on the last day. Another one uh, is in the same chapter, but verse 65. And he said, This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted to him by the Father. So four, we have repentance. The evidence I have for that is in Acts chapter 2, verses 38. Mark chapter 1, verse 15. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 25. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. And Luke chapter 15, verse 7. The one I wanted to highlight here is Mark chapter 1, verse 15. And saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand, repent and believe in the gospel. Um, So repent isn't a direct part of the gospel, but it is an important part to initiate The gospel. If we do not have a repentant heart and a change of heart towards how we view God, which is empowered by God, repentance, um, then um, we will not come into the gospel because there's aspects of the gospel that cannot be achieved, like acknowledging that we are a sinner in desperate need of a Savior. It's hard to come to that realization without a repentant heart. Um, So that's why I kind of wanted to bring this up in here. Number five, I have Jesus Christ died for our sins. The evidence of that. Mark chapter ten, verses forty five, Romans chapter five, verse eight, Romans chapter eight, one through four, First Timothy chapter one, verse fifteen, First John chapter four, verse ten, John chapter one, verse twenty nine. Isaiah chapter 53 verses 4 through 6, Acts chapter 5 verses 30 through 32, Acts chapter 13 verse 38, Titus chapter 2 verses 13 through 14, 1 Peter chapter 2 verses 24 through 25, and 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 18. I have a couple verses I wanted to highlight here one being in Romans chapter 8, 1 through 4, and it says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh for sin. He condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk according to the flesh, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. And then the next one I have, uh, Isaiah chapter 53 verses four through six. It says, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquities of us all. And I believe that's a repeating one there, but I thought it was worth bringing up as a part of this. Number six, we have Christ buried and raised on the third day. The evidence we have is Luke chapter 24, verses 46 through 47. Acts chapter 13, verse 37. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. Romans chapter 4, verse 24. Romans chapter 8, verse 11. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 14. Um, I had a couple verses to highlight here first one i wanted to bring up was romans chapter 8 verse 11 which says if the spirit who raised jesus from the dead dwells in you he who raised christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you this is also multiplicative in the sense that um we also be raised in the same way um by the same power The next verse is Luke chapter 24, verses 46 through 47. And it says, And said to them, Thus it is written, that the Christ should suffer, and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. Number seven, we have grace through faith. The evidence for that, Romans chapter 3, verse 24, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 9, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 through 5, Romans chapter 1, verse 16 through 17. The verse I want to bring up is Romans chapter 3, verse 24, which says, And are justified by grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. And the other verse I have is Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 9. And it says, For by the grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a not a results of work, so that no one may boast. Number eight, I have justification and Christ's righteousness. The evidence for that is 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21, 1 Peter, chapter 2, verse 24, Romans, chapter 9, verse 30, Philippians, chapter 3, verses 7 through 9, Romans, chapter 5, verses 1 through 2, Romans, chapter 3, verses 19 and 20, Romans, chapter 4, verses 1 through 25, it's a lengthy one, Romans chapter 5, verse 18 through 21, and Galatians chapter 3, verse 24. The two verses I have brought are Romans chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And the other verse is Philippians chapter 3, 7 through 9. And it says, But whatever gain I had, I count as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. Next, we have graced as a free gift. The evidence of that is Romans chapter 6, verse 23, and Romans chapter 5, verses 15 through 17. The verse I'm going to read out here is uh, Romans chapter 5. Verses fifteen through seventeen, and it says, "But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if men, for if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abound for many. And the free gift is not like the result of that one man's sin. For the judgment following one trespass, one trespass brought condemnation, but the free gift following." many trespasses brought justification, or if because of one man's trespass, trespass, death reigned through that one man, but more, uh, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Next I have, through faith and not of works. The evidence of that is Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 and 9, Romans chapter 4 verses 5 through 8, Revelation chapter 22 verse 17, Acts chapter 13 verses 38 and 39, and Romans chapter 3 verses 19 and 20. The verse I have for you is Romans chapter 4, 5 through 8. And it says, And to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness, just as David also speaks the blessing of the one to whom God counts righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not count his sins. So number 11, I have in Christ alone. The evidence of that is in Acts chapter 4, verse 12. And 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 2. The verse I have for you is Acts chapter 4, verse 12, which says, And there is salvation in no one else, and there is no other name under heaven given among men, which we must be saved. And lastly, number 12, we are sealed with the Holy Spirit. The evidence of that is in First Corinthians chapter six nineteen and twenty, Acts chapter two verse thirty three, Ephesians chapter one verse thirteen, and we um, should note that these are um, the sealed with the Holy Spirit is for those who, that are saved, not just everyone. So, First Corinthians chapter six verses nineteen through twenty. And says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. And the last verse I have in this section is Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13. It says, In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, that is Jesus Christ, you are sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. So now we'll move on to the overall summary. Again, these have six parts. These are the the gospel. Um, and so since we have gone through kind of the overall, I want to bring it down into a more compact. So that way you have kind of a easier understanding and kind of like a like like a gospel speech, if you will. And then I'll also have uh, some verses at the end that will kind of bring it all together uh, as an evidence. So moving on here, we have one. We must understand that God is creator. He created heaven and earth. He created man. Jesus, the son of God, came to earth, fully God and fully man. Um, I forgot to add it in here, but we also must observe that the Bible is the Word of God. It doesn't just contain what God has said, but it is what God says. The Bible is the Word of God. Number two, we have man had and has sinned, and because of sin we are separated from God. All mankind has sinned, and all have fallen short of God's standard, we must repent, acknowledging we are a sinner and realize we have a desperate need of a Savior as the only means of eternal life and a reconciled relationship with God. Number three, Jesus Christ came to earth, 100% God, 100% man, and lived a perfect and sinless life. He willingly gave his life on the cross for the forgiveness of sins in our place The death and wrath of God we so justly deserved, but He bore it in our place and died on our behalf for our sins. Number four, Christ was buried in a tomb and on the third day was raised by God and He appeared to many. Number five, no amount of works, good deeds, performance, or anything will ever earn salvation. It is a free gift of grace through faith in Jesus Christ alone. And the gospel that says is the exclusive means and nothing else. And lastly, number six, and this is just more to bring it all together, more than than the, the other parts. This is just kind of summary to the summary, I guess you can say. But uh salvation is by grace through faith, and that is how we are saved by believing and placing our trust in Jesus Christ as the only means of salvation and the gospel um, that contains um, this, uh, uh, this message. So the summary verses I have, these are verses that kind of, in a way, bring all of it together. Um, we have John chapter 3, verses 16 through 21. We have 1 Corinthians, chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. We have Titus, chapter 3, verses 4 through 7. We have Romans, chapter 10, verses 9 through 10. Romans, chapter 3, verses 21 through 31. Hebrews, chapter 9, verse 28. Romans, chapter 1, verse 16 through 17. John, chapter 1, 12 through 13. John chapter twenty verse thirty one luke twenty four chapter luke chapter twenty four forty five through forty nine mark chapter sixteen verse sixteen which is being baptized in the holy spirit um, first verse peter chapter three verses eighteen through twenty two and lastly ephesians chapter one verses thirteen through fourteen. First I wanted to highlight. Is uh, I think I have two of them here. John chapter three verses sixteen through twenty-one, most probably the most popular passage in the Bible. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through Him. Whoever believes in Him is not condemned but whoever does not believe in him is condemned already because he believed in the because he has not believed in the name of the son so i'm going to pause right there so <clears throat> something that's important to understand those who do not believe are already condemned so some people get this idea that i'm a worse sinner than others or others are worse sinners than me and my sins aren't that bad now if you have sinned you are already condemned already we have all fallen short So continuing in verse 19, and this is the judgment. The light has come into the world and people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out by God. Uh, You could unpack so much in there. Some people just... They just focus on um, the, the first part of that, which is for God so loved the world that he gave out his uh, uh, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life in that aspect. And obviously that's the most important part, but there's so much in here that if we uh, we unpacked it, you could uh, you could talk for quite a while just on those on this passage alone. And uh, the last verse I have for you today is 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. Again, kind of bringing the gospel all together. Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved. If you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. And so, uh, so that's the last verse I have for you. Um, I just kind of wanted to, uh, bring this together. If, if you guys would like a copy of it, I know I kind of just rapid fired off a lot of verses and stuff like that. But, um, on our Facebook, we have, um, It's a walk in the light. We have, uh, I posted, uh, these, the same, the same piece on here, the summary, uh, the breakdown of the, each individual sections and the, and the verses and passages that I used to support them. They're all on our, on our Facebook page at walk in the light. Uh, so you can get them there. Um, and then the YouTube video will obviously have the slides. Um, so you can catch them on there. Um, if you don't want (laughs) to. Uh, catch them on SoundCloud or somewhere. I'm rapid firing verses at you. But um, yeah, that's all I had for you today. Um, you guys have any prayer requests or praises, you can send them to walkinthelight at walkinthelightsp.com. If you like what we're doing here and you want some more daily doses of hope in scripture, you can follow us on our other social media accounts. We have a Twitter at walkin underscore the light. We have a Facebook at Walk in the Light and an Instagram at Walk in the Light SP. Uh, Thank you guys so much and God bless you.